0: I'm Dr. Ben Dale, and I have a fear of retirement. Well, welcome into episode four. Hope you've enjoyed the first three episodes. We've talked about the journey to retirement, entering retirement trying to come up with a daily routine and then being a lifelong learner really is what we talked about in episode three is always trying to learn new things. You know, I I always thought of a lifelong learner as someone who reads a lot. Um, that's not necessarily the case. I think a lifelong learner is someone who's fundamentally curious and wants to learn new and interesting things. People do all kinds of interesting things and, and, uh, I hope to find some of them and interview them uh, for our show. But, um, you know, for me it was cooking and doing things around the house and uh, doing uh, pro- home improvement projects. I talked about pouring concrete and, and I want to learn about cars. In this episode, I, I want to talk about rebranding. You know, when you when you enter that productive, what I called in the first episode, the productive phase of your life—that—that that time, age 28 and, until retirement—success is largely built uh, on your ability to create a brand for yourself. And you know, during my quote-unquote productive period of my life, I did that. You know, I worked hard on building a brand. Um And there's definitely some specific steps that you go through in building a brand and uh, In an organization or a community or or whatever it is that you do So Now I'm in the retirement phase and I started to think about doing that again and 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 the weight that that idea hit me with didn't come through just now. So let me try to recreate that. I you know, I talked about seeing how my father handled retirement, how my mother handled retirement and they just they just treated the retirement phase like, all right, I'm done. I'm done with everything. I'm done. I don't I'm done with life. Um, I treated this period of my life, like I was entering my productive years forget forget about forget my age forget about the period I just went through uh, whether that was productive or not let's look at this as day one ground zero I'm 28 years old the cool part about it is when I was 28 years old I had a bachelor's degree and no experience now I have a doctorate and all kinds of experience so Wouldn't it, doesn't it seem reasonable that if I treated this like a period, I was one of my dogs. If I treated this like a period in my life where I'm just starting my productive years. And can I just do again what I just did? So that was what? uh, 26 years. 26 years of my life. I worked 18 hour days. I built this brand. I had a a successful career, and now that's over, this is day one, and I literally said to myself, forget that, forget those 26 years, that's done, that's a chapter of your life, put it, it's like a book on a shelf, Stop, stop thinking about it, stop dwelling on it, stop Trying to see how you can parlay what you did into something now. Forget it. Exit it out. Zero it out. Zero out the ledger. And just say, what if, I know I'm not 28 years old, so I'm not going to be that campy, all right? But let's say this was day one. And that somehow, some way in the cosmos, this was supposed to be the beginning of my productive years. How do you do that? Well, you know, when you're first starting out, you take entry-level jobs. You take the jobs that you're qualified for. And they're not necessarily the top of the career field, but they're entry-level. And you take them, and you work hard, and you prove yourself, and, you know, you gradually build on that. Um, I was an educator. And the colonel keeps telling me, go substitute teach. I can't do that. So I do have some... Uh, biases isn't the right word but you get the idea i do have some things i'm just like i'm not going to do that i'm not going to go substitute teach substitute teachers are the most noble people in the education world because they they get treated horribly uh by the kids and they're not even considered staff as much as teachers and and classified support staff and coaches you know they're just these temp people that come on and bail you out when you need to see that's the part we forget they substitute teachers bail you out uh when somebody when a when a uh, full-time teacher can't come in substitute teachers there for you nonetheless it's an awful job and i'm not gonna do it so forget about that but how but But do I want to build a brand in education? That's not necessarily what I have to do. I mean, no one says that I have to go back to the same thing. So then you get that question, you know, when you go into retirement, you get this question. If you could do anything you wanted to do, what would you do? Well, that's... That's an American question, frankly. Uh, we're we're the land of dreams and oftentimes unrealistic dreams. Because if I could do anything I wanted to do, I would be a world-renowned country rock star that toured around and had the Rolling Stones open for me. All right, That's not going to happen. It just isn't going to happen. No matter how good I think my songs are, I'm not going to be a rock star. So saying to me, if you could do anything you want... This is ridiculous. If, one of the things I could do if I could do anything is I would own a country bar, like a country bar and grill. Like a South Texas, Broken Spoke, Gillies, Dixie Chicken and College Station, just bar, country bar. Well, there's a couple problems with that. Uh, one is... I don't drink, I, I'm I'm Mormon, so the idea of owning a bar is a bit dissonant, you know. Uh, I don't drink, but I'm going to serve you drinks until you're blind drunk. So that's not really something I could do, but I would love, I watched this documentary on the Broken Spoke in Austin. I would love to, to own the Broken Spoke. Um, I think it would be amazing. I want to do that mainly to be around the music, not so much. Well, okay, and the barbecue, but not so much the alcohol part of it, but just be around the music. But oftentimes, you know, it's a strange uh, it's a strange honky-tonk or dance hall. You know, come and listen to the music and dance all night, but we don't serve any alcohol. So it, it is kind of an odd, It's not the best business model. But that's not something I can really do. Um, so, okay, that's strike two. If you could do anything you want to do. I would love to own a comic book shop. I've been a lifelong collector of comic books. I've bought and sold. I, cu- I currently have like 200 auctions up on eBay. Uh, so in essence, I do have a comic book shop. It's online. It's on eBay. But eBay is a 12% owner. You know, Of course, I guess if I owned a comic book shop, I'd have to pay you know, lease of the building or whatever. But I would love to do that. There's not that much money in it. And I don't know. I guess I could. So I obviously don't want to do it that badly because here I am equivocating. So you have to get through, if I could do anything I wanted to do, what would I do? And start looking at building that brand and what that looks like. So what I decided to do is I look for volunteer opportunities. So the first one that came along, I live in Albuquerque, like I said in an earlier episode and the big thing here is the balloon fiesta so i went on the website and there's this link you can click if you want to volunteer i clicked on the link i volunteered i'm going to be working balloon fiesta next month Um, one of my neighbors lives across the street he's a uh, dean at a charter school and i said hey if you ever need any volunteers or any help let me know he goes yeah we do these reading circles and And we get adults to come in and you get six or eight kids and you pick a book and you read it and you come in periodically and talk about the book. I said, okay, that's the process. You have to say, you have to say, hey, I like what you do. If you ever need help, let me know. I'd love to volunteer in your organization. Whatever they say, you have to be a yes. Because if he would have said that and I would have said, hey, man, I have a doctorate in educational leadership. You really think that's the best use of my skills to sit around in a reading circle? That, then you're an idiot. So to some degree, you, you have to be able to draw the line and say, okay, I'm not going to substitute teach. But when you decide that you're going to become this volunteer person, this, this person who gets involved in the community, then you have to be able to do what's needed. And for Mark and his school, that's what's needed. Uh, Another one of my neighbors is a running for political office. And I said, hey, if you ever need uh, help in your campaign or on your staff, I used to write. I used to be a speechwriter a million years ago. I wrote some speeches for some political candidates. I'd I'd love to help out or do some speech writing for you. He said, sure. He sent me a couple of emails. Uh, The timing hasn't worked out. I'm still being a dad, but I'm willing to do that with him and for him. Uh, volunteered at, at joe's school the elementary school with his teacher say so, hey, you need help in the classroom they're not allowed to have parents in right now because of covid but uh, uh, she said sure as soon as we're allowed again i'd love to have you volunteer in the classroom um, volunteered at my church uh, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities at the church i volunteered there uh, my son is a uh, in the Albuquerque youth symphony And so they said, we need parent managers in the youth symphony. I raised my hand. I'll be a parent manager. It's like a booster club president. I mean, who would you rather have as a booster club president in working with parents than a former principal? Right. So uh, I think I could be pretty good at that, working with parents, helping them sort through their uh, questions and needs and anxieties and concerns also. Uh, That could be a lot of fun. Uh, My son plays uh, tennis at the Albuquerque uh, Tennis Club. And as I said, I love paddle tennis. So I went in and talked to the directors and said, hey, let's get paddle tennis going. And they've made me the pseudo sort of uh, paddle tennis pro at the tennis club already. Put up a little flyer and got a I've got, got one person already and we're gonna get a uh, I've got two people and we're gonna try to get a third and then once you get four people man you got a game so uh we'll hopefully grow that so just looking for those opportunities to volunteer to get involved to be of service and you start to build a little bit of a brand and I've been crazy busy uh just in the few things that I've done. I talked to the University of New Mexico, the Dean of Education, and and we talked about, uh, I asked him this question. I said, what's something you've always wanted to do that you can't do because you don't have the money for it? And uh, after a brief conversation, we talked about satellite programs. And he said, well, you know, I don't, I don't have the budget and I don't have an open position. I said, I'm not looking for a job. I'm looking to help out. See, I think that, that, could be my mantra now looking for a job I'm just looking to help out if somewhere down the line it turns into that it turns into that but I'm not looking for that I'm just looking to help out and what it develops into it develops into what's the end goal well I think the end goal is to be a member of the Albuquerque community like I was a member of the Manhattan Beach community in California. And just be a person in the community who stands for positive community building, positive community growth, and positive community outcomes and public relations. Um, and builds an energy in a community around pride and appreciation for your community i think that's the ultimate goal now whether that comes through uh working with the symphony working with the tennis club working with the schools working with the university working with the city working with uh, local and state governments who knows but i've got my fingers now in all of those different projects and it's not big. It's not a big deal. It's not something that's, I would describe as, you know, uh, what is it, trending upward, you know, uh, but it's a start. And that's where I am with it. Now, there's other things that I want to do. What One what of the, the things I used to say, you know, people, you could do anything you want to do, what would you do? I said, I want to be a assistant coach on the freshman boys basketball team at a high school. The assistant coach on the freshman boys basketball team at a high school. Because all, all you have to do is coach the boys. Teach them the game. Teach them the fundamentals of the game. Teach them a love of the game. Put in a press. You'll win all your games. And I think that would be really fun. And then, of course, you know, as a member of the coaching staff, support the varsity coach in any way they need. Uh, at the varsity level. Well, even if it's just throw entry passes to post players during post drills, you know, whatever they need. I would love to do that. Don't want to be the head coach. Uh, Cause the head head coaches don't do very much coaching head coaches are the administrators of the program. They do 95 things other than coaching. So I think being an assistant coach would be really fun in the freshman is a really important position because you really get them, you know, cemented solidly in the program. And I could do that anywhere. I could do that here in Albuquerque, but I've also let uh, Coach Neal know back at Miracosta High School that if I ever do, if we ever do move back to South Bay, I'd love to be a coach on his staff and help out any way that he needs. He's a phenomenal coach and I'd love to learn from him and also help him out any way that he needs it. About four or five years ago, I did some work with the chinese america uh cultural exchange and i did some work in education going over to many places in china beijing shanghai jinan hunan and uh, doing teacher training that was really fun and i'd love to do that again Uh, that's pretty much shut down right now for a myriad of reasons uh but it'll open up again and i have good contacts there and 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 i could go and do that um, I taught at Long Beach State I was a professor there I was a lecturer at Long Beach State and I taught courses in admin credentialing I taught in their master's program I taught one class in the doctoral program as well And uh, but mainly I taught in the admin credentialing program that was the where most of my work was located and I taught the courses in curriculum and instructional leadership and I could do that you know here with UNM also if the opportunity ever came up uh, i would love to uh work with schools in another country i'd love to work building and developing schools in mexico or 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 anywhere that's needed i had a friend who was doing uh work with emerging schools in india and having a great time um i don't know i like the food in mexico a lot better it's like not even close but Um, Other than that, just going and helping somebody build schools, I think that would be uh, really a lot of fun. Uh, In our church, we have at universities, we have institutes of religion where college kids take religious courses. I'd love to teach in that as well. I don't have any experience doing that, but certainly uh, am qualified to do it if, if that opportunity ever came up. I'd also, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking at writing a couple of books. I'm writing one book about the crazy stories that happened on my LDS mission. Uh, when I tell the stories, everybody's response is always the same. You should write a book. Those are insane stories. And some insanity, uh, you know, happened while I was serving that mission. It was fulfilling and I worked hard and had some success. But uh, some of the stories are pretty crazy. So I'm writing a book about that. I started a book on the principalship. I think that I had an interesting approach to uh, running a school. And I'd like to put some of those ideas down. And there's crazy stories there too. I don't know if I can tell them. But uh, over the course of being an administrator for oof, 18 years, uh, some nutty stories. And even stories from when I was teaching and coaching. But write a book about that experience. And uh, I I have a passion for family history. So I'd like to do some work there also looking at uh, my heritage. Uh, On my dad's side, the Dale family goes all the way back to Jamestown. Uh, There was a Joshua Dale in Jamestown in 1624. I think he was the, we think he was the nephew of Sir Thomas Dale who was the famous Dale in Jamestown. We think he was his nephew. And then on my mother's side, there's a rich uh, Mormon pioneer history there. And then uh, through the Terry line, which is my mother's 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 mother. So it's a, a four-generation maternal line. We get back to a family called the Parshales or the Parshalls, who were, uh, were they're entrenched in the royal family and so there's uh if you go back far enough in that line you get back to alfred the great and rollo the viking and uh, it gets all pretty fascinating on that side of my family so i'd love to look into that more go to travel to some sites um my family on my mother's side the rogersons which is my grandmother's my mom my maternal grandmother's maiden name they settled Monticello, Utah. They were one of the five families, uh, John Rogerson and Sarah Jane Perkins were one of the couples of the five couples that Brigham Young sent to Monticello, Utah to settle that area. So i have been through there three, four times taking Katie back and forth to school and this last time I said, you know what? I'm gonna find their house. Because their house was the first school and it was the first uh, LDS place of worship. Uh, they had the early sacrament meetings were in the Rogerson home so I go to go to Monticello and there's actually a museum so I go to the museum and they have a, a an old city like a a recreation a model it's, it's like a tabletop model it's probably 10 feet by 10 feet covered with glass and it's got little recreations of what the houses look like. And they have a and they're numbered, and then they have a legend. And I looked on the legend, and number twenty-eight was the John E. Rogerson and Sarah S. J. Perkins home. Now Sarah Jane was the uh, county commissioner for a lot of years. She's the county record keeper, tax collector, uh, and was uh, a delegate to the state uh, Republican Party forever. Uh, so you know they were a prominent family. There was number twenty-eight, Johnny e. Rogerson's, John E. Rogerson and S. J. Perkins' home. So I said to the curator of the museum, "Where is this home in town now?" She goes, "Oh, if you read there on the at the bottom in the footnote, uh, the home was sold by the family. Whoever that I thought I was part of the family. The home was sold by the family in 1987 to the city, and now the county jail is located." Where the home was, I went over, took a picture of where the county jail is, and that was it. But you know, there's some irony there. Uh, you know, all the all the outlaws that have been in our family, and we sold it, and they built a jail where the old home was. So, but there's a lot of great stories there about great uh, great grandpa Rogerson and great great grandma Perkins, and uh, some fantastic stories. From Not for this podcast, but just I have a passion for that as well is what I'm saying. So there's things I can do and I'm starting to do them. And it is a different mindset because your mindset before is, I have this job, I have this career, it entails these types of skills, this type of knowledge, this types of credentials, this type of training, and then now I get up in the morning and I just go do it. In this phase of building a brand building a productive brand we'll call it right in in this phase of building a productive brand It is very different because You may not just go to that one thing Uh, There are a lot of people who retire and go by the broken spoke and and they do that as a second career There's plenty of people that do that. That's not what I'm doing I'm looking at all of these different things that I like to do Not any one of them is a thing or a big thing, but they're just a lot of things and saying, okay, well let's get involved, let's do that, let's work on that project, let's work on that thing, let's get involved over here. And that's the phase I'm at right now in building a productive brand in your retirement years. I'm Dr. Ben Dale and I have a fear of retirement.